You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. Good Saturday morning. Why am I out of breath? Because I was just running up the stairs. If anybody cares, they really don't. It's 757 Saturday Sports Talk on this 17th day of June, the year 2023. You got to get your exercise in here. It's summertime. Time to rest, recharge, relax. I've been doing a lot of that by the pool this week. Matt Hatfield here with you. My cohort, trusty cohort, who's always on assignment except on a third Saturday in June. That is the coach, Ed Young, is with us in studio for the first time in this brand spanking new studio with all the bells and whistles. we got A.J. Risser back with us today as well on the other side of the glass. AJ, I think we have to start in one place and one place only. It has to be about how vicious the New York Yankees are getting beat. Was it 14-4 to last night by the Red Sox? And then they decided to take out the frustration by hitting the guy right in the face at the pitcher's mound. I mean, what is wrong with Ed's evil empire? The so Yankees, mean. Man, they're so bad. So and, bad. And, you know, I would love to be able to do this if the Orioles uh, also had laid down a spanking, but unfortunately they didn't. No, they so I'm going to be a little bit quieter. They were on part. the receiving end. Is that why Franza was uh, streaking in the parking lot at like 4 a.m.? Is that okay. the, the that police was, call I that saw? That was Dino, yeah. It. His I Cubs, he was streaking in the parking they lot. They win one game. Hey, hey, listen, they're they're still alive in that NL Central, which is going to be won by somebody right around 500 or, or below. A lot to go on in the world. Uh, lots happening in the world of baseball. Uh, every level, Major League, college with the College World Series, tough loss for Virginia last night. We say good morning to Ed. Did you watch that, by the way, on ESPN last night? No. And you could not throw shekels down, in case you were wondering, here in the Commonwealth, because it is a Virginia team, for those that were wondering. Although, I, you know the guy from Barstool, uh, Risser, Portnoy, he had some expletives on social media. I guess he had some shekels on the Cavaliers and was very yeah. upset. You know, something that bothers me is why I don't get excited about College World Series, Why? but I love the NCAA tournament, and of course I'm watching college football religiously, especially bowls and, and championship. But I do not get into college with the World Series. Now, if you're not going to watch watch college baseball, you will watch the World College World Series because that's the excitement time building. Who's going to get it? I just don't. I, I don't. Even with the ladies in softball, I I don't watch it. For you some weren't reason. into. You weren't in Oklahoma, Florida State. You weren't into that. They didn't captivate you a couple years ago. I mean, JMU. That was a great story. I know yeah, who was. I mean, My even, father is a JMU right, alum. Was and I want to see the Virginia teams win it all. Period. Obviously, but well, maybe it's a question you could ask one of our guests. We're scheduled to have hopefully come up with us this morning if his wife allows him from his weekend home doing chores. That's Mike Barber of the Richmond Times Dispatch. We've had on his colleague David Teal on many a times, but. Uh, we've had Barbara on before, so maybe that's the question you could ask him: is why it doesn't have maybe the same juice and cachet. Although I think it does to a large extent because think, it's got uh, real yeah. estate on the mothership last night. There's nothing really else that, that's competing head to head with it. You don't have the NHL, which is over. Congrats NBA's to Vegas. NBA is over. Congrats to Joker, who said, "I am great champion," and then he decided to take his shirt off. And a lot of those guys got inebriated. My goodness, good gracious! Yeah, they uh, some things. Those they the, listen, those parades are nice uh, keepsakes, but some of the things you do in those parades are not keepsakes and uh, memories you want to have for maybe your relatives and your family members and some of the things, especially KCP. I don't know what he was doing. My gracious. Yeah, and I was going to say back to the. I think the the softball, watching the softball World Series and the softball tournament, it just it seems so much more exciting. Over over the college World Series, over the college. I World think Series there's baseball. some truth to that. To I, I, maybe it's the fans. I don't know. I I mean, I think it might be the fans. Like just the overall atmosphere just seems so much better. I didn't jump into the UVA Florida game until last night. But it was one to one around the sixth or seventh inning. But there are a lot of people that even believe this about America's pastime in baseball. That they don't really get into it. I heard someone that's a, a national person on the other day say, "Not until after the All Star break, July. Some don't even get into it until September, October, which to me is mind boggling because you, you, if you're if you're a diehard baseball fan, you've got to really and you have a team. AJ's team is obviously the Orioles, mine's the Diamondbacks, who are in first place with a nice five one win last night behind Zach Gallon's seven innings strong, one run allowed, seven Ks, and uh, Mr. Carroll becoming the first for the D backs with fifty extra base hits within a hundred career games. Nice Somebody, job by them. Ends the Yankees, whose team. One of yours must told me, do you realize, I think this is true, he said that the D-backs, you always get on Hatfield, minor league team, they no. have like the top one of the top five records in baseball. What, what, I said, they had the best record in the NL this week until the uh, Phillies 
hurt us a little bit. But I said that's why the world is upside down. I did forget to say one thing, Coach. I do need to thank you on the behalf of all Orioles fans. Uh, we really, really appreciate you guys letting go of Aaron Hicks. Yeah, uh, he was him. batting 188 for you I'm guys. I'm glad for Aaron, too. I, th- I think he's batting about a million <laughs> for us right now. I don't I know that. what's going on. Not a bajillion, I noticed a that. Yeah, he's well over 300. He needed to change the scenery. It's all it was to it. And he's Is a, that what he's, Josh Donaldson's problem is, too, by the uh, way? I wish that you can have Josh Donaldson, fan, too. Man. Yeah. You can anyway, have him too. So, you know, AJ's an Orioles fan. Ed's a Yankee fan. I'm a Diamondbacks fan. But the point is, if you're a, f- a fan of a team, you get wrapped into them almost every day. And baseball is an everyday sport. You're right there on your porch. Lemonade. We brought that up uh, last week with Michael Kadire when we had him on the show. If you missed that, by the way, it's up on the podcast page along with the interview with Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins, who Rister was glad he was not here for because his team beat Rister's Ravens last week in week two uh, up there on uh, Priority Auto Sports Radio 941.com. But some don't get into it until midseason or later in the season, I guess because it is so long in every game. You know, it, it's may, many more games than basketball, hockey, and especially the NFL that it's, you know, it's hard to get into it if you're just a casual observer. But um, yeah, the game has sped up, and I think the games are more watchable now. You can go to the bathroom and miss an inning now. It used to be you go to the bathroom, you only miss one batter. Yeah, well, and you think about what college baseball and college softball, it's almost perfect timing because you're you're at the end of the NBA playoffs, you're at the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and so you're thinking, here's dead season, here's something to grab everyone. And I think it does to an extent, but I do want to say that I'm very upset uh, that I missed last weekend because uh, I went uh, got home from work on Friday and realized that I had a flat tire. Mm. Uh, so Saturday morning I had to deal with that. But uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, when I so. moved here, when my family moved here in 2000, uh, we actually bought bought the uh, home of the Kadires. Oh, did you really? Yep. How about that? Yep. And they just had the all-tie water baseball classic. Great job, Kadire and, and the folks on the pilot, Larry Obama, very much involved with that. We've had him on the show, too, and everyone at ODU. And they got that in because the weather was looking dicey on Monday, but they got in over there at the bud with the baseball teams. And speaking of baseball, we're going to have on a state champion baseball coach on the show who's been on the program before, Matt Itner of the Cox Falcons. They won the Class 5 state title uh, last week, and I think he is supposed to be going to the zoo with his little one today. So I told him, and there's no problem with that. If you've got commotion in the background, I said Ed calls in half the time with with monkeys and rabbits and squirrels and lions in the background, and it'll just be this be you today instead of Ed because Ed's in studio. So we'll talk about that with the state champion coach of the Cox Falcons, who got themselves an eight to nothing win over Independence High School, who was ranked 25th in the country. 20-6 and six record, and one of their standouts, by the way, who I think it's, he gets my vote for state player of the year, is Riley DeCandido, son of John DeCandido. People know about him in the area. He was a longtime sportscaster. Virginia was and all that. And uh, he's going to play for AJ's Maryland Terps is Riley DeCandido. So we can ask about his heroics and others. They got a really loaded team. They got a young man going to East Carolina. They got a big-time catcher. They're just stacked over there for Cox baseball. And, of course, you know who one of the big leaguers from Cox High School who had a grand slam was it last night or night before? I think it was night before we had on the show Chris Taylor of the LA Dodgers. Yeah, you know he's a guy that kind of kind of gets left out in in terms of notoriety. Um, plays a lot of different positions, um, and I think he's an impactful player. I think he just hit his career one hundredth hundredth home run. Sounds about right. Yeah, versatile player. Is he the best? You could have a lot of different players. I know our guy from Nansman River, Brandon Lau, who gave us those nice uh, get loud shirts from the Rays, is hurt. You can make a case, uh, Taylor, could be the best. If you're picking a player from the 757 in the big leagues, he could be one of your first choices. I know if you were to include guys that played their college ball here, you'd pick Justin Furlander, although maybe not so much this year because the Mets are struggling and he has not been his usual ace Cy Young performer to this point. But well, a, lot of, a lot of those guys are stepping aside. Kadire's out, Zimmerman's out. Right, is Reynolds out. Yeah, David Wright's out. Both Uptons are gone. Most of those guys from that little era have retired, which we've talked about with uh, David Driver about his baseball book when he he documented that. But yeah, you could certainly go with Taylor. You go a lot of different directions for your first. I think. And one of the guys uh, did he play at Old Dominion or is he from here? Daniel Hudson, the pitcher. He's coming back from injury. Injury. He's been around a while. So it, our seven five seven major league guys are dwindling in terms of. Uh, Matter of fact, you the, know who else just gave it up? If I'm not mistaken, not too long ago from um, Pocosin, didn't was it Chad Pender? No, was it Chad Pender? Pender did, yeah, yeah, he, he did retire. Yeah, yeah, he just announced his retirement, and he was making you know a good solid amount with Oakland A's and all that. So there's a lot of different guys that are uh, leaving the sport that were making a mark. From the seven five seven, Justin Upton, Upton hasn't officially retired, has he? he? I think he still may be. But I don't think he's on anybody's roster. I he's think still he's, maybe a, he's a free agent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, agent, come yeah. on, O's. You could, yeah, you could pick him up there. And uh, 
Actually, did he go to the... Did he go to the Angels in another? Like, is he in their minor league system? I forget. He, I'm not quite sure. If he signed a minor league deal or something, he might have. One of those things where you got like three weeks to call me yeah, up. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. But anyhow, maybe, maybe uh, somebody get a hold of Manny out there and let let uh, Manny call in and let us update us on his son. Anybody that wants to call in can do so at seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. So we'll talk with Matt Itner coming up ten forty five thereabouts. Cox baseball coach, state champions this year. And it's not their first, not going to be their last, in my opinion. I saw them last year in the state quarters and they lost to Granby. And I, and I told them this last night when we spoke briefly that I just like the way he runs his program. And you can see they were going to get one. 11.05, Mike Barber, Richmond Times Dispatch. He'll come on with us, uh, scheduled to join us. We'll do our every year Father's Day edition of Fact or Fiction against Ed Young as he takes on the man, the myth, the legend, Michael S. Hatfield, my father. The original hat. That's the original hat. He'll original call, Mad he'll, Hatter. He'll either call in or we'll be calling him if he's listening around hey, 11.25. The original Mad Hatter the original with, the, with the emphasis on mad. Yeah, yes, there's the emphasis on mad. He, that's where I got my madness from. We need to have Matt, uh, uh, Mike Hatfield give the driving report. Oh, you want his report instead of what? AJ would have to have his finger on the button a lot. But how about we put both? How we put both y'all in a car? That would put and then film that. That that would be a show. Yeah, that would be a show. It'd be a law. Yeah, be a Law and Order episode. So we'll do the father. I think he. You either beat him last year and he won the previous two years. I I felt bad because I hate beating fathers. But I think he leads you in a series by one. If we we said four years is what we're saying. Oh, without question, he cheated. But see, I thought he won last year. Listen, he keeps track of this at home, so he'll he'll fill us in if it's right or wrong, and then. And the last segment of the show, you'll hear from a conversation with Tayshawn Stevenson, a Phoebus High School defensive and outside linebacker. He's one of the uh, many young men who's competing today in the uh, 7-on-7 going on at Old Dominion. But he is committed to play his college football for the Monarchs of ODU. So you'll hear our conversation with uh, and there's another, Tayshawn. I saw somewhere a youngster from Green Run committed with to Eastern That's Michigan. That's correct. Look at you. You're on top of the football recruiting. How about that? Things, Look at things, you. When things stay in my mind, I better hurry up and use them because once they go to the back of my mind, it's history. Well, it's funny. We keep a list of these commitments. They can see it on virginiapreps.com where I'm the publisher, so shameless plug there. But of the 2023 and 2024 commitment signings, we got a list of Division One, Two, Three from everybody this past year, the ones that are graduating and walking the stage like you did last Last week, Ed. And then we've nice. got the early verbal commitments for FBS and FCS schools from our area, the number of players. How many players right now, they're going to be rising seniors, so they're juniors finishing up, getting ready to be seniors. How many in the state so far have committed to a 1A or 1AA FBS, FCS school? What's in your the state? At this moment on June the 17th, what do you think the number is? I'm going to say 26 in the state. What's your guess, AJ? Higher or lower? As we play the prices right here, I'm going to go higher. You're going to go higher. Uh, it's lower, actually. It's 20 at the moment, and we have a number. I mean, what I get? What I get? You don't win anything. I take this Oriole you get, those, you, know, you get those cards I brought in, by the way. No, you can't take the Oriole bobblehead. That's Ryan right. Mountcastle. I, I've, been, I've been. I've been. Ryan Mountcastle. Yeah, he's been eyeing oh, that. I just broke. I've it. Been don't you dare! You better not have. Oh my gosh, he did. He broke the bat. Aww. How did you break the bat? At, hold on, hold on. Look, it was bound so, to happen. Yankee fans. It's back. It's back. 16 minutes, 16 minutes into the show, he already broke something in the studio. There wasn't, thankfully, any uh, bells or whistles or microphones. But what were you going to say? I'd rather him? be the microphone if the, that's absolutely. an Oreo bobblehead. He did put the bat back in his hand. No, I was going to say, he it, broke it, it. It, work. it works. I've been listening to this first segment, and, and Coach has been on point about a couple of recruits. He, he also, and look, I don't know if I've ever seen this. Uh-oh. He showed up here before you did. Uh, he did. He beat and me. So, and got in the building without a key. And, and co- <laughs> figured so, that one out. Also, uh, yeah, I do want to know about happen? that. Yeah, I he did. That's scary. That's scary. I got people in low places. It's a law and order thing again, That's scary. I want to know how that happened. I've got people in low places. scary. Yeah, you do. You're being investigated. Full full-fledged investigation. So among the 757 contingencies, there are two Phoebus Phantoms. I mentioned Tayshawn Stevenson, who you'll hear on later on in the show in the second hour. Monarch Nation, Monarchs fans coming up probably around 1140-ish this morning, 1145-ish in that, in that frame. Uh, he's going to ODU as an edge rusher. Anthony Reddick from Phoebus is going to Maryland from Phoebus. You also have Western Branch athlete Devin Cook going to Wake Forest. And you have Maury safety Jane Ratliff going to William & Mary. Uh, you want to hear our conversation with Jaden, uh, former Norcom Greyhound, who's now with Maury. We have a conversation via Zoom on Virginia Preps with that. And then you mentioned the young man from Green Run, Caleb Turner, as a safety, going to Eastern Michigan. Isn't that strange? But do you notice what's missing as you're going through these cards right now with uh, great interest? I mentioned all those schools, Ed. What two schools did you not hear? 
yet again. So you had this conversation like about a month or two ago on the show. I'm not mistaken. Lake Taylor? No, 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 no. What colleges? Not high school. And, and there is a big name, Elijah Moss Washington, who will be committing at some point. He's got a bunch of offers. Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech is one of them missing. Don't tell me UVA. UVA is also missing. Now, what is going on? That's from on the with locals. Now, in terms of in state, there's a quarterback from Thomas Dale and Ethan Minter committed to UVA. And there is a defensive back wide receiver from Flint Hill up in Northern Virginia committed to Virginia Tech in Joshua Clark. I will tell you that Cox defensive lineman Gerard Johnson this week announced his two finalists are UVA and Virginia Tech. So we'll see who can win that 757 battle for Gerard Johnson in the coming days, weeks, and months. But a lot happening. Again, if you want to hop in here at 757-687-9494, you can do so. And I've got a scoop for you guys when we come back from break. One of the winningest coaches in the history of professional sports will be in the 757. I bet I know who it is. Next week. You do know who this is. We'll come back and tell you who that is and why he's not talking to anybody. I definitely know who it is now. Right here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Powered by Larry King Law. On what station is this, Ed? It's he's, simply he's got to turn around and see what the name of the station priority is. Priority <laughs> Sports Radio. What would I try to tell you? 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here are Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. And back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call at 757-INJURED for Larry King. So we have that game show coming up later, our, our game show, which is Fact or Fiction. We do a lot of buy or sell. We do a lot of those type of things. Hatfield here with you. we got A.J. Rister on the side of the glass. And, of course, the coach, Ed Young, who will be going mano a mano head-to-head with the original Hatfield, Mike Hatfield, later on in the program, class of 77, JMU Duke alum. But, Ed, you saw the news before we get to the other bit of news I teased in the last segment, and the phone lines remain open for you to hop in here if you like. Anything you want to talk about in the world of sports, give us a holler at 757-687-9494 that Pat Sajak is hanging it up for Wheel of Fortune. You're not putting your hat in the name for it, are you? Is yeah, there a hat in the name for it, hat in the ring for it? I might want to look into that. Is Vanna White staying? I don't know that Vanna White is staying. But you know who wants the gig is Stephen A. Smith, as if he doesn't have enough jobs with ESPN. Whoopi Goldberg also wants it. I would take Whoopi way over Stephen A. But it got me to thinking, the top five game show hosts of all time. They did this on, on one of my other shows I like watching on uh, VEASAN, on, on Masson, in fact. Follow the Money with Mitch and Pauly. Although I think Pauly was out the day did it. And you, they have all kinds of lists. Who, who's your who's your favorite game show host? They did Bob Barker, Alex Trebek, Gene Rayburn, Richard Dawson, Bill Cullen. Dick Clark actually was a game show host. People forget about that. Jim Perry. You know who gets left out as an underrated game show host? You got Drew Carey now hosting The Price is Right. And I, think, I actually think he's done a better job than people expected him to do when he had the big shoes to fill in Bob Barker, who always told you to make sure you have your pets spayed and neutered. Uh you know who's underrated to me? Regis Philbin. Because you don't think of Regis Philbin as a game show host. You think of him as a talk show host. And, and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for about a five, six-year period was the hottest thing on TV there. It was. He did a really good job with it. How that. old is Regis getting? Regis is no longer with us. Remember, Well, we I mean, how, how old was he when, when he, he did it? Uh, goodness, that's a great question. Because like, he didn't look like he aged for his last... 20 years. He holds the U.S. Uh, he holds the Guinness World Record for the most hours spent on TV. He passed at the age of 88 uh, back in July of 2020. And Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Uh, looks like it debuted around, I'm trying to find the exact year. I want to say it was around 2006-ish, somewhere in there. Also, can you imagine Stephen A. as a, oh, as a talk show host? Yeah, I, I mean, the contestants would stop going on you know there because they're getting yelled good, at. You know who's pretty good today? Again, not originally a game show host. You think of him as a comedian? Is Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey's pretty good. I'm yeah, talking about oh, yeah. modern. Steve Harvey is funny. He is pretty good. I just good. can't get over I get, like Stephen A. It's two letters! I know. That's blasphemous! The second one's an N! Blasphemous! And you pick a U? Yeah. Blasphemous. Uh, do you have a favorite Ed of your of the game show hosts? It's the modern day one. Uh, it could be. It could be past. It could be one of the old school like uh, Ray Byrne. I, I, I like what about I Chuck do, Woolery or Brad Nestor lookalike. By the I way, I do like um, Steve Harvey. He he interacts with the people well. He does. Uh, he he's overrated uh, in a lot of other things, but um, that's a whole another story, a whole another show. Oh, no! 
why, why are you doing? Why are you um, taking little shots like that? But you, this is, what, just this is my now. job. I have yeah. to keep people on their toes. You need to stop taking shots. One you didn't mention that because it, it used to be my favorite game show back in the day when I was a little one is Monty Hall with um, oh, yeah, Let's Make a Deal. Good. Monty Hall, that's another throwback there. Yeah, I like and 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 um, a crazy dude uh, who I'm not sure. I just was crazy. Chuck Bandis on um, Gong Show. Oh, yeah, the Gong that's Show. That's one of your favorites. So we'll see. It's our question of the day up on 757 Sports Talk. Who is your favorite game show host of all time? It can be anybody. Modern, old school, past, whatever you want. That's our, that's our question of the day. Give me Joe Rogan. You want Joe Remember Rogan? Remember Fear Factor days? Yeah. Well, I can tell you, as I teased, uh, I can tell you as I teased in the last segment, the coach that is illustrious, a winner, is not going to be a uh, candidate for Wheel of Fortune or any game show. Uh, he's coming to the 757 next week. In fact, I don't know if I'm, I'm allowed to say where he's coming. No, you're not. I'm not allowed to yeah, say I think that. That's doxing. That's that's well, I can. People t- will show up. Well, listen, I I might want to if do that. You just say it. People will come. Listen, I want to do it just for our local media friends and and uh, favorites out there. That that listen, they do believe they're entitled to do that to this show up. But I will tell them and warn them right here and now. All my TV friends, all my newspaper friends out there, and even the ones that don't like me. If you show up, they're not letting you in. I don't care what badge you have, what camera hat you have, what special shiny recorder you have. I've already tried. They're not letting you in. Okay. Uh, it is going to be this coming week, and it is going to be in the 757. And it's the guy that, when you think of hoisting the Lombardi Trophy more than anybody else, that guy is coming to the 757. Joe Flacco. No, it's not Joe Flacco. He's a coach now. It's a coach. It's a coach. And he's never coached not Joe known, Flacco, to my knowledge. You, you, do, you know who this is over there, because you already said during break. You, you figured it out. Known, not known as a player. You know, I, I think he played, but I don't think he was known as a player. No. Does he wear sleeves? Uh, well, that's a good one. He's also been known as the evil hoodie, and he was born in Nashville, oh, Tennessee. he just gave it away there. Evil he was hoodie, born in over. Nashville, Tennessee, and he uh, went to Annapolis High School in Maryland, AJ's beloved Maryland. And he has got not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, LeBron. He's got eight Super Bowl championship rings. Now, as a head coach, I want to say it's five or six. I think it's six. Did the Cleveland Browns let him go? Uh, yeah, that is correct. Done. Done would, would you like to solve the puzzle? See what we did there? Would you like to solve the puzzle? You got the bees in there. Go ahead. Solve the no, puzzle, Rizzer. I, I mean, I know it's... You're going to pass it to one of the callers? I'm going to keep asking questions. Okay. And then you're going to have the buzzer sound. Ed, would you like to solve the puzzle? Give me Mr. Belichick. Bill Belichick is coming to Hampton Roads. Yeah, there he is. That was, was was that Trump or Belichick? I couldn't tell. Well, one likes talking to the press more than the other one, even though I don't like the press. I can figure out which one that is. Uh, Belichick is coming to the 757, and uh, it is to speak to the active duty military personnel. And he's and it, they have been asked because I've asked to maybe you know attend this event. Not even I didn't even ask to get photos or interview Belichick. They said no. they've been asked by Coach Belichick to keep this event closed to the press so that he can interact with the military and first responders without any pictures being taken. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense that my tire was flat last week, and now Bill Belichick's here. I was going to tell Bill Belichick one thing without even uh, interviewing him. I was going to say that we ha- we talked to Tyreek Hill two weeks ago in Virginia Beach, which actually would have been yeah, it's about, about right. It would be about three weeks by we then. Should get him an ESPN night or sorry Priority Auto Sports Radio uh, ninety four one hoodie with no sleeves. You know what? That's a great no hey, sleeves. Look at you, Ed. Look at his sales experience there, shining through here on this great Saturday morning program Let's in June. Ed, that is wonderful. I hope all the powers that be are listening. From Loving and Trender and Barton and Company, all the all the greats listen because if we get that and just to give it to them, there, there's no NIL rules being broken, right? We can't get in trouble. Now Ed might. We can't let well, Ed do it. We could, give it to a, we could give it to a soldier. The it's soldier could give it to him. That's right. Just give him a nice shirt, and we don't take any pictures. He can just wear it. And matter of fact, when the Patriots are getting beat 47 to six by the uh, Jets, and Aaron Rodgers is throwing four touchdowns, or Josh Allen's going crazy on him, he can uh, take that Patriots hoodie off and put that on. I that like that. Be, that would be. A good I was going to tell him though. I was going to interview him. I was going to tell him. Listen, I talked to Tyree Kill a few weeks ago. Your AFC East divisional nemesis from Miami, who sometimes kicks your butt from time to time. Beat him in Week One, I believe, last year for the second straight year. And he said one thing: eat your vegetables. He did tell us that to eat your vegetables, kids. That was his advice to the little kids a couple weeks ago at the sportsplex. So I don't know if Belichick's got enough vegetables, enough roughage in his system. I don't know what what his diet's looking like these days. But he does not want any pictures. Does not want any. 
you know, me, but listen, I know, I know all the people will call our great media. I didn't say this, but people say, oh, there are dog sniffers out there. There will be all kinds of media go out there, Ed, and try to get, get a soundbite from them. It ain't happening, folks. You are wasting your time if you try with this guy. Even if you get him to talk, he says nothing. You are wasting your time. It's not going to happen. So there you have it. Bill Belichick. It's going to be interesting to see who tries to sneak now in listen, the back door. So what is your prediction on which media outlet, TV, newspaper, what station, what outlet will show up at Norfolk International Airport? Because he's got to, unless he's, unless he's going to do the, you know, the Spygate method or the, the tricky method of going to a different airport and rerouting himself to Virginia Beach, which he could do that. He's very calculated I, I and sneaky. That, yeah. He's very sneaky. He's very innovative. He is a he's a wizard. He's a great coach. <laughs> Will he show up at Norfolk International Airport next week? Yes or no? What do you think? I think so. You think so? I don't think. I need to go to a different airport. I think he's gonna get, he's gonna get a he's limo. Gonna get a Newport News. He, no, he might even go to Richmond and take he's a limo take from the Richmond. Train. He's go, you know, he could take, take the Amtrak. The That's he a good does point. Seem like a guy that he rides could a do train. the Amtrak. That's why he's always upset. He's always late to everything. And nobody's gonna bother him because on the train they're not gonna know who he is. He's gonna look so fit in so well. I don't know. He doesn't talk to a whole lot of people. Uh, he's in the train, and he'll and it's easy. It's done deal. Belichick's got a really recognizable face, though. Uh, this is true. Now, if he combs his hair, he always just looks, he always he's just, not wearing a tie. He always just looks pissed off. Uh, he does look like very his team's upset. up eighty to nothing, and he's just he's very upset, livid. But he's driven that way. So yeah, Belichick is coming to the seven five seven, and uh, there you have it. Now I will tell you somebody that that should be speaking to the seven five seven when he comes here next week at the Sportsplex. He's got a. Uh, Camp at an event next week, in fact, and that is one Joshua Sweat of the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, we're actually going to effort talking to Josh. I don't know if it'll be uh, next week on the show or after the event, but he is doing an under the lights combine and dodgeball tournament. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Maybe we can get Risser and Young out there for this 40 yard dash. A vertical jump, broad jump. It is sweat under the lights combine. How about that, you Ed? They always chat sweat, Ed, sweat when you play at Western Branch. Sweat under the lights combine coming to the Plex in Virginia Beach Saturday, June 24th from 6 to 10 p.m. As Joshua Sweat and his NFL friends will show you how to test like the pros. The former Oscar Smith star who was a pass rushing factor for the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. As they're going to have 40-yard dash, 5 by 10 by 5 official vertical and broad jumps. And then after the combine, there will be a dodgeball tournament for the combine participants. Register now, grades 6 through 12. So all you high school kids go out there, look it up on the Eventbrite website, and uh, just Google Josh Sweat Under the Lights Combine, and you'll find more about it. I'm sure it's on Josh's social media pages as well. So that's just for the kids, though. So that doesn't let you guys do it, get a dodgeball tournament. I know a lot of people like to hit you with a dodgeball, Ed. A lot of people. Oh, I, there's oh man. A lot of people you like to hit with a dodgeball yeah, yeah, too. I would I would love that. It's a good way to let off some steam and and, and frustrations and uh, stress. I, it would be great. So there you have it. So Bill Belichick coming to the seven five seven and Josh Sweat. And if you want to put that poll up, we know who's winning the poll and who's talking, and who's not. That's got to be the close to the top of the list of most random celebrities to come here, right? Which one, Belichick and Tyreek Hill? Well, I mean, Belichick just, I mean, I guess if you're coming for, you know, it's for the troops, that's one thing. Oh, but it's it, like, listen, we made fun of it. In all seriousness, that is a wonderful thing that he's doing yeah. to speak to oh, the troops. Yeah. No, yeah, obviously. We're not knocking wonderful. that. Yeah. It's rare. For him to wonderful. come down here, what's his tie in down here? There's none. There's none. Same as Tyreek Hill doing at camp here, I, although there right. was people paying for that. So right. it's a little different. I feel like this is just as random as Fabio coming to Bush Gardens. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and did, but, but did Fabio talk to? Her? I don't know if the press knew he was there. No, he, he was too busy with a bloody nose. Anyway. He was too busy having a bloody nose. This is true. That's right. So, all right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four is the number to hop in here if you like to uh, react to that info on Belichick or anything else happening in the world of sports. Again, seven five seven six eight seven. 94-94. By the way, Ed, uh, you are not up there, but a lot of our teams with the Virginia Live period for basketball are up there at uh, St. James in Springfield, Virginia, among 48 boys teams, and I want to say about 20 girls teams participating in that. I was over at Norfolk State last week and had our team camp for basketball. Congrats to Lake Taylor, which won that, as Derek Yogi Edwards' team won that. And actually, the Spartans offered a few local kids, including one of his and Carmelo Baines, the big man. And uh, speaking of basketball, throw throw this out real quick while I got it on the Norfolk State page of things. Men's basketball team at NSU is going to leave the United States during the 23-24 season to compete in the 23rd annual U.S. Virgin Islands Paradise Jam. And that's going to take place November 17th through the 20th uh, at the 
University of Virgin Islands Sports and Fitness Center in St. Thomas. Norfolk State and Hampton will represent both the state of Virginia and HBCUs in the 18 tournament field. It's going to be the fourth time NSU has made that trip to the event. So kudos to NSU on that going over there to the uh, Virgin Islands. How about that? Pretty cool, right? And, and I, I got to give a shout out to our, our young, young, young warriors, our uh, seventh grade ball club in the um, Future League over at Boo Williams Sportsplex. Uh, won the championship with a 12 and 0 record and beat um, a really good undefeated Kings Fork high school. Well, not high school, their seventh grade team. So uh, um, Suffolk has some more players coming if we don't get them stolen by other people. Okay. Um, we got I see what you did there. Read that. Well, you always got to put a disclaimer in there because um, we probably won't keep them all. But we have plenty of disclaimers on the show with you on the air. That's right. I've, I've, um, but I, like I told you a couple weeks ago, I have changed a new leaf. I have crossed the dark side. I am now into recruiting and oh, offering no. NIL deals, and uh, oh. some things look promising. Oh, that's good to know. I got maybe you. not. I just said it was good to know. Just for the heck of it. I, I have to ask. Did I just hear a dog barking in there? Yes, you did. That was his dog barking because he didn't get fed, taken out this morning. And lastly, yeah, I, I think he heard the little warriors, and that's why he wanted to bark and give his voice one of, of the approval. Dumbest things I ever did was teach his dog how to text. Yeah, you shouldn't have and, done that. Um, yeah, that's that was bad. It wasn't a good idea. Hey, by the way, uh, so Norfolk State's going to the Virgin Islands. ODU men, by the way, are going to, uh, in December, the Diamond Head Classic at Aloha as they're going to Hawaii, part of that group with St. Mary's, TCU, Temple, UMass, Nevada, Hawaii, Georgia Tech. So pretty neat, especially since what we had to deal with a couple years ago with COVID. Everybody on pins and needles and travel. We're you know back to a lot of normalcy here. Uh, some of these well, teams, college basketball teams in our state getting to travel again. And I'll throw one in uh, for my own squad. We got invited to a uh, tournament down in the Raleigh area. Oh, they're going to say Hawaii. Oh man, I wish we'd somebody like to, could sponsor us. We'd there like is to from Hawaii to Raleigh. Yeah, no. There's. I also was um, approached by a person that runs a tournament in Las Vegas. Believe it or not, because I want to because a couple I'm years sure ago I do. asked to go. Yeah, I bring us there, but we don't I, want you in Vegas. That I, could have yeah, a lot I, of trouble. I told we don't have that kind of squad, but I'll come. No, but, um, we don't. We need to keep you out of Vegas. Yeah, we, we're going to Holiday Hoops Invitational down in oh, uh, good the Raleigh area. So after Christmas, so uh, we're going to get a chance to get out and travel too. And I mentioned ODU men. We also want to give a, a, a congratulations after ten years. It was announced this week uh, on ODUSports.com that Dave Tordzik, a uh, good friend of ours, I've had a chance to, and privilege to work with Dave on a uh, number of basketball games on the men's side the last couple of years, filling in for Till Alexander, the voice of the Monarchs, is uh, retiring from the mic. He uh, obviously had a decorated playing career. ABA's Virginia Squires won championship with the Portland Trailblazers, which a lot of folks that did not know about that or youngsters are seeing it on the ESPN 30 for 30 about Bill Walton that's airing this week, which has had four parts to it. Uh, was obviously an old old Dominion All-American. He's an ODU Sports Hall of Famer, part of the 1971 Division II National Championship team. And then uh, he got in the front office with the NBA, obviously his days with Golden State, picking Joe Smith from our area, number one overall. And uh then got into broadcasting, did some broadcasting with uh, the Portland Trailblazers, and then came back to his alma mater and gave 10 wonderful years on the mic alongside Ted. So uh, he's going to be dearly missed, though, but uh, he's just an awesome guy. If you get a chance to ever talk to him or spend some time with him, he's just as uh, genuine as there gets out there. So uh, salute to Dave on the uh, next chapter as he and his wife, Kathy, will get to do some more traveling and spend some time together with grandkids and family, and well-deserved for him. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. Um, knows the game well, played the game well undersized as he was, who had been back down from nobody and was a factor when he was on that floor. Um, tremendous mindset out there. And uh, he'll be missed. He'll be missed by those broadcasts because he really he really knows the game and he knows how to deliver it. No question about it. We'll take another time out and come back with our first guest of the morning. That is Matt Itner of the Cox Falcons State Champion Baseball Program. We'll talk about his group and uh, what's on the horizon for them in 2024. Because as I said to Joe Gibbs the year after he won the Super Bowl with Washington uh, in the late 90s, someone grabbed the car door and said, hey, you better win it again next year. So we're going to tell them, hey, you better win it again next year. Five seconds after you just won the, the latest state championship for Cox. It's coming your way here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And we're back with you on the program here on the 17th day of June, the year 2023. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk powered by Larry King Law. 
on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 with the coach Ed Young. I am Matt Hatfield and Ed, we're joined by a special guest. He is the head baseball coach of the state champion Frank W. Cox Falcons. They won state titles in 1996, 2021 during that COVID-shortened time frame. Lost in the quarterfinals a year ago to Grammy, but got redemption and won the title this year by beating a nationally ranked independent squad out of Ashburn last week in the state title game. We say hello and congrats to Coach Matt Itner. Coach, good morning. Congrats on the state championship. Nothing better than waking up, I imagine, the Sunday morning after a state baseball championship in the summertime saying, oh, yes, we did it. Yes, sir. Thanks, Matt and Ed, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, guys guys played tremendously well down the stretch. Had showed a lot of toughness um, in that state tournament run. And, uh, you know, those guys, they're the ones that are doing it in between the lines. You know, they're the ones that are having to go out there and perform in those pressure moments. And kind of getting to witness them raise their game over that last week uh, was fun to watch. You know, it's interesting. There's so much uh, great baseball tradition in our area. We were talking about it earlier in the show about, you know, the, the David Wrights, the Michael Kadires, the Ryan Zimmermans, the Chris Taylor, who, by the way, hails from Cox High School now at the L.A. Dodgers, and he had a big homer this week. And it's no surprise uh, that we see so many teams from our area compete for state titles. But I noticed at the beginning of the year, and this isn't to knock anybody, but you guys weren't picked, you know, one, two, or three in the Hampton Roads area. And I, I imagine that was a little bit of some fuel. And then also, as you go on this journey, you're taking on a championship uh, opponent in Independence who's nationally ranked, I think, 28th by Baseball America. They've won 14 straight. So did your guys have that extra chip on their shoulder, especially the seniors knowing this was their last hurrah and they had some people to prove wrong or, I guess, finish the job, if you will? Yeah, I think that always serves as some motivation. I mean, I'm sure among the guys, you know, that's stuff that's kind of talked about, you know, from a coaching staff perspective, you know, we just try to, you know, stick to our process, right? And we know what it's going to take to win, and we really value trying to come together as a team. You know, at the end of the day, like when you're in the eight teams remaining there in the state playoffs, like everybody's talented, right? What's going to separate you is your ability to play play as a team, um, your ability to come together, your ability to play with a level of toughness, right? And that's all built off of trust. And that takes time, you know, and um, you know, a lot of times people think building team is kind of this utopian type of thing. And it, it really isn't. It's, it's pretty messy most of the time. Um, and you're trying to get it right. Uh, but when you do, it, it's pretty magical to watch. So, you know, kudos, like I said, to our guys, like, you know, we lost the, we lost our last two regular season games. Most people don't know that um, we lost to Pocosin and we lost to Bayside. Um, so we went on into the playoffs on a, on a two game losing streak, you know, we could have easily, um, pointed fingers, right? But those guys um, took ownership of it, you know, and they made some adjustments, and that really led us to, you know, playing some great baseball our last six games to the region the state tournament. Hey, Matt, uh, Ed Young here. Hey, first of all, congrats on the title, and also congrats on doing a little bit of your bio reading on your background and, of course, that other state title. Um, and I'd like for you to go ahead and uh, kind of go over your, your background. Let's go back to high school days. Um, you played at Cox. Tell us the position in that. And, and then take us right from that all the way up to your current position here at Cox. Yeah, so I, was, um, I played, obviously, like you said, at Cox. I was a 2008 grad. Um, was part of a 2007 Beach District Championship team that uh, made it to the region semifinals that year. Um, you know, got to play with some tremendous players. I mean, most notably Chris Taylor was a 2009 grad. So, um, you know, got to play next to him on the infield, but also a lot of other talented guys that, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to play with back, back in that 2007, 2008 range. Um, then I went on to play, uh, played for coach Bill Conroy at Cox, um, who was able to take over for, you know, down the road, but then I was able to play for coach Norby Wilson at college of the Albemarle. Um, so, Getting to play for him was an honor. And then I finished my last two years at Virginia Wesleyan and playing for Coach Booth. So I really got a great, you know, I'm super fortunate looking back on it, just the guys I was able to play under between Coach Conroy, Coach Wilson, and Coach Booth. Man, just a vast of knowledge. Different styles, but I always try to say I try to take everything that I've learned from all of those guys and, and try to apply it to me and be authentic who I am as a leader and a coach. Um, Jumped right into the coaching game right afterwards. I knew that's kind of what I wanted to do. I remember I told Coach Conroy in 2008, he said, what do you want to do, you know, after you're done playing? I said, I want to be a coach. Um, so I was the JV coach in 2013 um, at Cox. Um, and then I went and had the opportunity to go and be the head coach at Salem High School for three years, which was a tremendous experience. I, I kind of that opportunity for me as a 23-year-old to take over a program and, and learn some tough lessons um, along the way, I think, really helped in my growth as like a coach and a person. And then um, in 2000, 
2018, I was hired to be the head coach and takeover for Coach Conroy, who coached me. And I just finished my sixth year at Cox. So I've had a tremendous journey, very fortunate. Thank all the people along the way that have, have put faith in, in me. You know, at some point, nobody has experience, right? So somebody's got to take a shot on you. Um, so I'm really fortunate for all the people in my life that have, have allowed me the opportunity to to coach you mentioned college of albemarle obviously that's norby wilson one of the greats in in the area for baseball and um i just finished reading the book uh he's involved in that is um the i think it's called the super six by pat montgomery about the yeah. career of Towny Towny townsend uh, one of the original legends in this area with the uh the Kadires and the uptons and um uh, reynolds and zimmerman and all those guys i don't know if you have a chance to read that book but any baseball person in this area you need to read that it's a tough read because uh towards the end of that's Tony going through cancer and uh his last days but norby's part of that book too because um he was in that group that had all those guys and some great tradition and you also mentioned you played uh, next to a young fellow that matt and i were talking about this morning before the show uh chris taylor uh, what was it like uh uh, you guys at, at that high school age, and of course now we know he's doing really well in the in the majors. Yeah, you know Chris. I mean, Chris is as authentic as you get to. It's just like a person, just a great, great guy. Um, you know, just tough as nails. Like, you know, Chris wasn't a superstar. You know, like necessarily growing up. Um, you know, he fought his way onto the field as a sophomore. Um, he wasn't this guy coming in as a ninth grader, like touted as this. Like, you know, he's going to play in the big leagues one day. He really worked for everything that he got. And then at each level, you know, he's just proved people wrong. You know, I mean, um, you know, that goes from what he was able to do at Cox. He was state player of the year in 2009 and then got his opportunity at UVA. And, you know, the two guys that were ahead of – he had two guys in his recruiting class at UVA that were drafted out of high school that were infielders. He ends up starting over both of them by the end of it. And obviously he gets picked up um, by the Mariners, you know, and I think I believe it was fifth round of the draft after his junior year. And he was – you know, just fought his way through the minor leagues, got a shot in the big leagues. You know, he was up and down for a little bit, and now he's solidified a, you know, tremendous, you know, career with the Dodgers. But, you know, Chris is right there along the way with us. Like, you know, when we, you know, when we won the region championship, like he shot me a text. The day before the state championship, he shot me a text. So that guy's, I mean, he still is invested in what our guys are doing. Like he comes back and he talks to them in the off season. Um, he supports our guys in our program. So we couldn't ask for you know, a better a better, uh, you know, alumni, high-profile alumni, right? Like, he's there's he's always willing to help um, anything that we ask, man. He does, and he's invested in our guys, which is which I'm very grateful for. We're chatting with Matt Inner. He's the head baseball coach of the state champion Cox Falcons. They've won seven district or conference titles, five region championships, and got their third state championship since 1996 to go along with the 2021 title here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Just a masterpiece in the state final, beating a nationally ranked Independence team that was riding high on a 14-game winning streak by a count of 8 to nothing last Saturday up in Leesburg. And there's so many great players on your uh, baseball team there, Matt. And uh, I mean, you go down the list of them that are just uh, instrumental and influential that have next-level opportunities from Michael Irby to Austin Irby to Joe Munitz and Riley DeCandido. And I want to start there with DeCandido. I know he's headed to Maryland and uh, what he's meant to your program. And I know he stepped up big in the state playoffs. I don't know if they've done the voting yet for you all for the uh, all-state team, but I would have to think he's up there for state player to your consideration. Yeah, I mean, he's – I mean, Riley – I mean, he was a game-changer, That's you know, in the state playoffs. I mean, you know, and I think you – I mean, most – you know, we – go back to the Gloucester game and he started that game and he didn't have his best stuff on the mound. Um, you know, we're trailing three, nothing in the fourth and he goes, you know, his last, I mean, he solo shot to make it three, one, two out, two RBI double, uh, two out, one RBI double, two strike, two strike double, um, make it three, two, and then ends up scoring on a first and third pickle play to make it three, three single handedly brought us back into the game. And, you know, he did that with obviously not having his best stuff on the mound. He could have easily, you know, felt sorry for himself and, you know, kind of packed it in, but, you know, that guy's a warrior and, um, you know, he really stepped his game up, you know, the last week. And then obviously, you know, five innings of one hit baseball against independence. And he had two, two big, uh, two out, um, RBI singles for us in the independence game as well. Um, so he was tremendous, man. Um, it's a joy to coach him. I'm sure, I'm sure Matt, you probably, and Ed, you probably have seen him out on the basketball court. I mean, he's just a competitor, you know, he's the type of guy that, going to do whatever it takes to win. He's got a level of toughness to him. Yeah, I'm um, sure that's fun that. to watch. So. Sure, get that from his pops. But uh, I mean, he's one of how many players do you have in this class, coach? Uh, committed to the next level? I imagine it's, it's a number, and then you're underclassmen. You got quite a few that are getting looks already. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been very fortunate. We've got some talented guys. Um, you know, in the senior class, you have three guys that are going to play at the next level. You got Michael Irby that's going to East Carolina. You got Riley that's going to Maryland. And you got Joe Munis that's going to Lynchburg. You know, they just won the national championship as well. But, you know, there's two other seniors that aren't going to play um, in college that were instrumental to our success as well. Okay. And that was uh, Aiden and Sonia and Tyler Frostad. You know, and those two guys, like, they might not go into, they might not be going to play in college, but, like, the work ethic and the care level that they had was tremendous. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's crucial, you know, trying to have a winning, a winning program, right? It's even the guys that aren't going to play at the high school, you know, that are in the high school level are going and working just as hard as those college guys. Um, underclassman-wise, um, Austin Irby had a great year for us. Um, you know, he's a third baseman going to uh, East Carolina. Um, McCadden dies, a catcher that's a, going to Liberty. Uh, and then our back-end guy, Jake Colucci, who pitched in all six playoff games, right, and closed out closed out most of them. He's an uncommitted uh, 2024 arm that uh, wherever he lands um, is going to be – it's going to be big time for that program because he's a he's a winner and he's a competitor. Um, and then we have one sophomore, um, Connor Worth, who's going to play at James Madison. So um, I think that's I think that's all I think that's all that we have uh, right now. Um, but those guys, man, kudos to them. They've put a lot of time into their craft, um, and then not only are they talented players, but they're team guys, and that's what it takes to win. So. Did I hear you right? Colucci pitched in all six playoff games. Yeah, he did. We used him on the back end, you know, because we have to watch pitch counts. Um, but he literally had six appearances in six playoff games through 14 innings. Um, he threw 72% strikes, and he averaged only 11 pitches an inning. Um, he was critical to our success on the back half. Now, you say he's uncommitted. Is that only because he hasn't made a decision, or there not enough schools are really understanding how good this kid is? I think the word's getting out. We'll put it that way. I think the word's getting out. You know, um, as you guys know, the recruiting the recruiting landscape sometimes doesn't necessarily make sense. But I can tell you what, Jake's a winner, and that's what it takes at the at the next level. There's no doubt he's a winner. So uh, I, I don't think he's going to be uncommitted for too long. We'll put it that way. Ah, and he's and he's he's pitching straight through in playoff games, and he's so he's handled that kind of pressure. So he's got a taste of it early. If I'm a college coach, I got to believe I need that on my staff, my pitching staff. He loves it. I'll tell you that. You know, he lives for those moments. Um, all those guys do. You know, um, you know, their their kind of their motto for the year was you know leaving a legacy, and you know they were able to do that. But you know they 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 took it they took it head on, man. You know they 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 saw pressure as a privilege, and uh, that was that was fun to watch. Now I got to ask you, uh, you're Region Five. I'm Region Five basketball. We we it's a, it's a heck of a gauntlet to go through, and um, baseball looks to be the same. Uh, and I, I'm bringing up my Nansen River team because I watched on the NFH network when they they lost to Independence, if I'm not mistaken, in the semis or the quarters. Um, semifinals. Yeah, they lost independent, so and it was pretty tough talking to their their manager too about what they had to go through. So your schedule obviously uh, preps you uh, for that type of situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm always a component of we're going to try to play the toughest schedule um, every single year. I mean, if you look at the games, you know, we were able to pick up this year. Um, we had four games that we were able to pick up outside the Beach District. We played Benedictine. Which they lost in the state, the Division One state championship. We picked up Greenbrier Christian. They lost in the Division Two state championship. We picked up Walsingham Academy. They um, they lost in the um, they won the Division Three private school championship. And then we played Pocosin, which they lost into in the Class Two state championship. So um, I'm on, I'm of the belief like we need to challenge our guys. Um, we're not we're not in the business of trying to collect wins. Like we want to challenge our guys so that when the rubber meets the road, you know, in, in the playoffs, we've been tested. You know, we don't want that to be the first time we've been tested um, when it's win or go home. So it's just something we try to do. And obviously the beach district schedule that we play is always challenging. I mean, you got to bring your game every single day or you can get beat. So um, that's kind of our philosophy when it comes to scheduling. I got to ask you this more of this is going to be more coaching point. We know the major leagues, they just outlawed the shift, which I think is the most ridiculous thing. You're out, you're outlawing strategy. And when I talked, we had with Timmy Kirchin on the radio here, and, you know, Tim said, well, Ed, you know, this 
People want to see guys swinging. Major leagues, they swing for homers. If they strike out, it's not a big deal anymore. And I keep yelling about where is the bunt down third base? Where is a drag bunt down first? Tell me the last time I seen him. And his comment was they don't really teach it much in the minor systems at now. I'm going to go all the way to you in high school, your championship coach. Do you guys spend time on those little things, that small ball stuff? Because, um, again, and I, I'll make a quick comparison and I'll let you speak on it. Basketball, it's everybody shooting threes, threes, threes. Where's the, there's no post-up players in the NBA anymore. People ask me, well, Coach, what do you teach? I said, I still teach post-up. I teach all our kids how to post-up, how to guard the post just in case. Yes, we're working on the threes, but I still teach the old-school ways because I think there's a niche for them in the game. So I'm asking you as a championship coach, how do you do it, and what's your philosophy on that and the changes in the major league system? Yeah, I think to go to the small ball question first is like we probably hit bunting and base running every single day in some capacity. It usually starts our practice, actually. Like, so we want to make sure we put a value on that. Now, with that being said, like this year's team, they swung it with power um, pretty well. I think we had 14 or 17 home runs on the year, which was is up there for a high school team in you know, 26 games. Um, but it's interesting how you sometimes you have to adapt your game um, to to kind of fit. So, for example, when we went to the semis and the finals, we played at Riverside High School, which was a pretty big yard, and we had a wind blowing in. Um, so we weren't going to drive the ball out of the, out of the park there. And, and really, kudos to our guys. Like We kind of flipped our script a little bit offensively, and we did a great job with two strikes. We put the ball in play. We made them, made them handle the baseball. We didn't hit lazy fly balls. And – um, Connor Worth, uh, our six-hole hitter, in the sixth inning, really just kind of changed the game when he did a base hit to third, and it kind of threw their whole defense and their pitcher for a loop. Um, we were kind of joking on the staff. We, we really hadn't – we worked on bunting, I felt like, every day. We really hadn't bunted that well as a group this year. But, you know, it kind of goes to that point of, like, you just keep working on it, keep working, because you never know when you're going to need it and when it's going to matter most. Um, so that's just a philosophy on our end. I think it's – Again, I go back to like exactly what you said. Is strategy is huge, right? Um, and we have to recognize as well that you know we're not talking about we're not talking about major league defenses here. Um, we're talking about high school defenses, and most time we're not going to have a team that's probably fielding over 900. So the more that we can put the ball in play and create that pressure, probably the more opportunities that we're going to have to get base runners. The more base runners that we get, the better opportunities we have to score runs, and that's kind of the name of the game. Um, so I know one one kind of phrase we use right it's just be a hard to kill offense meaning like no matter the situation that we're going to be able to score runs so whether it's small ball whether it's base running whether it's hit by pitch whether it's hitting doubles whether it's hitting home runs tough with two strikes right like we want to be able to be able to do all those things at a high level because it's you know the matter in the situation of the arm that we're facing the type of park the wind conditions we just got to be sure that we can still score runs and we don't want to be one-dimensional all right, now, Matt, I had to learn you young guys, young oh, football coaches and stuff. <clears throat> and, and now I'm going to learn you as a championship baseball coach <laughs> and the youngster you are. This is what I'm, I'm giving you assignment for next year. Base is loaded. Oh, gosh. Two outs. Bunt the ball. I don't care who's up. You I want, want all those Cox parents screaming at him? No, no the, you don't want that. How are they going to scream at him? He wants, he wants a state title. Oh, don't scream. Don't now. worry. Uh, Matt, you, I'm gonna. I want the assignment. Um, um, I gave your football coach a few years back oh, the assignment. Stacked. How about Stichelski? Yeah, I yeah. said fourth and inches, throw the long ball. Yeah. Throw the long ball. He did it. It worked. I told him to do flea flicker quarter. Uh, let the fullback throw to the quarterback end zone, wide open touchdown. Yeah. So I, I helped him get a win, like he really needed Bye, it. Yeah. So now I'm giving you that that thing. Base is loaded, two outs. And now don't think I won't find out. I got people all over the place. I'm gonna find out. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Hey, you got to be willing to risk it, right, to win it all. So I, I love it, man. We'll keep that in our back pocket. We're always looking for something that we're gonna need to pull out to help us win a game. So yeah, no I'm risk keep it. That. No risk it. No biscuit is Ed's philosophy. Well, hey, coach, thank you so much for coming on today. Congrats again on the state championship. A wonderful 23 and three season for you and your Falcons. And uh, we'll let you get back to enjoying some family time with the youngster in the zoo. You had our zoo this morning. Now you get to go to the other zoo. Have a good one. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate thanks. the opportunity to get on and talk. Our pleasure. All right. Congrats to you again. And go out there and enjoy and make sure don't feed the monkeys. <laughs>
I hear you. Thanks for the thanks for the tips. I need them right now. All right, that is Coach Matt Itner of the state champion Cox Falcons baseball program. We're overdue for a break. Coming up next, we should hopefully hear from Mike Barber of the Richmond Times Dispatch to talk some ACC with him. It's coming your way on Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one.